It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Oakland A's. Astros took two out of three from the Angels at the beginning of this homestand, splitting a doubleheader on Tuesday, winning game one, six to three, losing game two, 12 to five. Yuli Gurriel, four for six in the doubleheader with a double and an RBI. Christian Javier started game one and gave up three runs over five and two-thirds innings. But the Astros have dropped four of their last six ball games, taking on an A's team that's won two in a row and six of their last eight. They won their last game Wednesday in Arlington, defeating the Rangers 3-1. Astros 17-14 and and second in the AOS, four and a half games behind Oakland, which leads the division with a record of 22-10. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros tonight. McCullers coming off a bit of a rough one his last time out against San Diego, looking to bounce back tonight. Well, maybe being back at Minute Maid Park is just what the doctor ordered for Lance McCullers Jr., who always seems to pitch well here. He's perfect here so far this year with an ERA under two. Hasn't gone so well in his three starts away. So uh, hopefully with familiar territory for Lance, he gets things going. For, for Lance, for me, anyway, it's getting that curveball back to where it was in years past and right now it's just not quite to that same level meanwhile chris bassett on the mound for the a's they have a a good staff starting and relieving bassett kind of gets overshadowed but he is really good he does and he pitched very well against the astros a little earlier this year and he's tough on them because he changes speeds real well Uh, he's good against lefties because he's got that big overhand curveball and he's kind of funky he does a lot of things that you don't see uh, from everyday pitchers so that makes him uh, pretty tough you just don't see the pitchers like that very often keys to the game presented by honda visit your local greater houston honda dealers for great deals in all models honda the official sponsor of the houston astros well the astros got swept by the a's when they play them up in oakland back at the beginning of the month and you know you think about this a's team obviously they're they're the best team in the division with the way they've played this year and they're a really tough team to come back on because they have maybe the best bullpen in the major league so really important to to get a lead on them that's a a very important facet of any team is to have that lockdown bullpen and win the games that you're supposed to and the a's have been able to do that this year and uh, the astros are hoping to get healthy again to where uh, they can have that type of bullpen again as well and uh, until the uh, a's beat out the astros through the entire season the astros are still the champions of the american league west so hopefully be able to shift the momentum right now coming into this this first game of this series. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker. And a little later, we'll hear from former Astros broadcaster, current A's radio broadcaster, Vince Contronio. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Dusty, it's always unusual to have back-to-back days off during the season unless it's an all-star break situation. Obviously, uh, not playing Wednesday and Thursday because of a potential threat from Hurricane Laura that wound up not coming to pass, at least not in the immediate Houston area. Uh, how did you uh, pass the time over the, the last couple of days with, without without any games? Well, uh, initially, I, I just uh, talked to my friend in Hawaii, you know, about earthquake preparedness, you know, about getting batteries and flashlights, which I always have. But then they told me to fill the bathtub full of water in case the, you know, the uh, pumps didn't, the electric pumps didn't work in the toilets, you know. And uh, so that's what we did first. And then... Uh, you know, just sat around the house mostly, you know, watch games, uh, caught up on some, you know, some of my personal business and emails and things that you don't really didn't have, uh, you know, time to do or the desire to do. And, uh, you know, tried to watch some games and tried to, uh, you know, I watched, um, you know, I hadn't had an opportunity to watch, you know, the shootings, you know, that, that you know, that transpired, you know, in the country. And uh, I was just appalled at that, that, you know, what I had seen and, um, you know, did some praying and just tried to, you know, figure out, you know, how to help out and, uh, and, and what we could do to, to try to come up with a solution, um, you know, for this thing. And, uh, so that's what I did mostly. And, uh, and then, you know, my wife did some laundry. I helped her and, did, <laughs> and, uh, and, and just had dinner and just, um, and just chilled at the house. I'm sure your wife appreciated your help with the with the laundry. Um, well, I, I didn't help that much, but I, I, <laughs> I, I was there already. <laughs> I've been doing laundry myself, you know what I mean, since they hadn't been here. Right. So, so I was happy that she was, she was here. Well, you know, on a serious note, you mentioned, uh, you know, kind of keeping track of what's been going on the last couple of days. There were seven games that weren't played yesterday, three games that weren't played on Wednesday. Uh, with the players choosing uh, not to play to protest uh, racial injustice. You've been in baseball a long time, uh, and we're seeing it across not just baseball, but all sports uh, that are playing right now. Did you ever expect to see this sort of movement initiated by baseball players that that would lead to games being postponed the, the way we saw the last couple of days? No, I mean, but I was proud of the guys for, you know, for doing it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm proud of young people, period. And, you know, I knew Dominic Smith when he was, uh, you know, a very young kid at the, at the Compton Sports Complex. And, uh, you know, now to see him as a man, to, to see him to still have the feelings that, you know, you know, that he remembers, you know, what it was like, you know, the struggle. And, you know, a lot of times you, you – you get into a fluency and then you get into major league baseball and some, some people have a tendency to forget, you know, what, what life's really about for everybody else. And, and because, you know, you're in this bubble sometime uh, in this, uh, you know, utopic type, 
you know, utopia type uh, scenario and situation that, you know, like you lose sort of like, uh, you know, the empathy for, for, you know, for people that are out there. And uh, that's something that, you know, we should never lose, you know, the sight of, of what it's like for, you know, for everybody else and not just for you, because uh, you never know when you're going to be affected. You never know when somebody in your family or friends or kids or whatever is going to be affected. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just glad to see so many, you know, I watch the basketball players and the, and the WNBA and the hockey uh, uh, you know, NHL and, you know, everybody, uh, you know, in support of this and, uh, you know, we're going to get this done. It's going to, it's going to take everybody, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, doesn't matter what, uh, you know, who you are and where you are in, in, in the part of the country. So, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of the, you know, the, the youth because this is, I was there in, in, in the sixties, you know, and, uh, and here we are still in the same, situation in the same boat 50 something years later so hopefully this will this will uh, you know turn everything around and it, it, at least make people like um, aware of what's happening you know I've gotten a lot of calls from from former players uh, uh, I mean not former play, former players of mine as a when I was a manager and I mm -hmm. would try to tell them some things and and, and and they were like, well, okay, man, you know, you're just talking racial stuff or you're just talking this or that when I was really trying to enlighten them. And they're like, man, now I know, you know, what you meant and how you, you know, what you were trying to do. So, um, you know, now it's their turn to, you know, pass it on to, to others, whatever they feel, you know, in their heart and in their minds. Jackie Robinson, a day today, um, and obviously normally April 15th moved to today because of the the change in the in the schedule uh did you ever get a chance to meet jackie robinson i mean obviously you're aware of everything that he's done yeah. on and off the field but did you ever get a chance to meet him or know him no i never got a chance to meet jackie um, um i got a chance to meet his wife rachel and, and the mm -hmm. kids and his brother uh uh <clears throat> mac and uh, you know the family and i and i was there when we opened jackie robinson field i was a player on the dodgers and um, and uh, in LA at UCLA, mm -hmm. and then you know, like I felt like I knew him because I was Jim Gilliam was around all the time, and and, and Don Newcomb and Joe Black and Roy Campanelli tell us stories, you know, about Jackie, and even the the traveling secretary who's who's Lee Scott uh, on the Dodgers when I first got there he used to tell us stories about Jackie. So, and then we went to Dodger Town, and there's Jackie. Robinson Way and the Jackie on the murals. And so like we, we all felt that we knew him. And then my dad, you know, I watched, you know, we watched every Jackie Robinson movie that there was, you know, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson story starring Jackie, the, the court marshal, you know, uh, 42, I knew the producer of, of, of 42. And so like, uh, and I got, I got a Jackie Robinson wall at my house of, of black and whites when he played in the, uh, in uh, in Cuba, and uh, you know, picture of him and Pee Wee, uh, you know, Reese, and uh, also Pee Wee used to tell us about him too. Because Pee Wee used to, you know, deliver bats to me from in Cincinnati when he was with Louisville Slugger. So I oh, asked, right? Yeah, and then my my American Legion coach, Spider Jurgensen, was on the team with you know with Jackie Robinson. So like, I got a lot of people that you know used to tell me, and I'd ask questions all the time. So that you know, I'd helped a lot. Well, Dusty Baker, I uh, hope it's a victorious Jackie Robinson day for the Astros today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. 
You got us have a victorious weekend. <laughs> there you go. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious And fun. welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks with our old buddy, Oakland A's radio man, Vince Catronio. Vince, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Sparky. It's uh, it's hard to believe that we're past the halfway point. It's certainly been a very tumultuous 48 hours in in all sports, and especially baseball. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Tell me about Tony Kemp. This is one of our favorite players that uh, that we've known around here for a long time, but he's really stepped up in the clubhouse uh, concerning social issues. Tell me about Tony. Well, even before the season started, Tony, who's a Vanderbilt guy, and, and you guys know him very well, and he fit in so quickly with the athletics when Oakland acquired him. He started the plus one effect, which is, uh, you know, a, I don't know how to, how to describe it, an organization or, or just a movement where he engages people on social media to talk about social injustice. And some of those conversations have been as uncomfortable for him as they have been for the people that he's been dealing with, wanting to learn about, I, I, I'm not in your skin, I'm not a, a man of, uh, of color, explain to me what it's been like. And he explained some of those things and he learns from other people as well. It's, it's a powerful thing that he's done. A lot of the A's players will wear the, the t-shirts that he sells uh, during batting practice or under their jerseys. Uh, it's a remarkable thing that, that he started and certainly a part of the, the movement to make the decision uh, to uh, cancel the game yesterday in Arlington against the Rangers. One of the reasons it works so well, Vince, in my eyes, too, is that Tony's just so easy to talk to, isn't he? He is. Uh, he's well-spoken. Uh, he's easy to get along with. And, you know, he's part of several players of color on the A's team. And Marcus Simeon is local to the East Bay. He grew up in Richmond. You know, you know the area well because you played here. Uh, you know, Chris Davis, certainly. Coach Marcus Jensen is a local product as well, a man of color. So they had conversations Wednesday night as a team before the game, but there was just not enough time before the game to, for them to actually have the kind of conversations they wanted to have. So they played the game. Some people questioned why they should have done that. After the game, only Bob Melvin spoke with the media, said we're going to meet again, and they did. And that night's meeting, according to Marcus, was extremely powerful. A lot of exchange of ideas going back and forth, and ultimately they made a unanimous, you know, without a vote, right. but a unanimous decision to uh, – to not play the Thursday game. They confirmed that on Thursday morning before they flew to Houston. So it was, it was, it was something to see, you know, come together. Then the donation of, of the checks, you know, through the Players Alliance. And for Marcus, he wants to and do some things with integration with the police department here in the East Bay. So it's, it, it, there's hope that yeah. things are moving forward. And, and it's more than just a, a symbolic gesture that actually maybe some change can begin happening. Well, Vince, uh, talking about baseball for a moment, uh, nobody better in the American League than the Oakland A's right now, 22-10 and 10 on the season. What makes them so good? Catch the ball most of the time, although in Chris Bassett's last start, uncharacteristic that the A's committed three errors. Their bullpen is unbelievable, and it's a unique collection of arms. I mean, in this yeah. day and age of, of velocity, and the A's have some, they also have you know, a guy like Yusmeo Petit who can pitch with men on base and does so in a very crafty way. Uh, Jake Diekman has thrown a lot of strikes. Uh, Joaquin Soria can get up to 94, but not 97. But he knows what he's doing with over 200 career saves, and he has that experience. And Liam Hendricks has just been lights out at the end of the ball games, uh, really painting his fastball high velocity, you know, 96, 97, with a very positive slider. And, and they've gotten just enough hits because they strike out a lot. 
The numbers with runners in scoring position are not that good, but Bob Melvin recently has begun to juggle the lineup. He's moved Stephen Piscotti up further. He's moved Marquette up. He's moved Robbie Grossman up because they've been the hottest hitters, and he's kind of bunching them together right now as others try to try to get on a, on a consistent role, and Marcus Simeon has begun to do that. All right, that's Vince Catronio with the Oakland A's. Thanks for catching up, buddy. Anytime, Sparky. Astrocast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. All right, questions for Dusty Baker. Dusty, obviously, you guys have had the last two days off, but as you've watched um, some of the, the protests that have, that have gone on across baseball and basketball, what have been your reactions and your thoughts? Well, we haven't gotten together as a team to discuss if we're going to play tonight. Uh, you know, uh, McCullers is, is the, is the uh, rep, but, you know, he has a game tonight. And so uh, I'm going to talk to him when I get through talking to you. Nobody's mentioned it. You know, to me, um, you know, it has to be uh, something that, you know, can't come from, from me necessarily. It has to be something that, that the players feel, you know, in their hearts to do. Uh, it doesn't help that, you know, we've had two days off, you know. It doesn't help that they were off yesterday. and doesn't help that today's Jackie Robinson uh, day uh, either. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly what what uh, everybody has planned, I'll find out in a little while. Um, what was your first question? Just I wanted to get your perspective and your thoughts on on, on some teams um, deciding not to play. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I think that's, that's a, 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 you know, a bold, uh, you know, but necessary move by, by, by the teams. And, and uh, the, you know, the fact that, seems like everybody was on board, which is hard to get everybody on board to do anything. And uh, so uh, uh, yesterday while I was off, see, I hadn't seen the shooting. And then, then I was just appalled when I, my son showed it to me yesterday and boy, um, it's getting worse and worse, you know, in the country. And uh, I mean, something has to be done and something has to, you know, has to stop. I mean, because it's a, you know, senseless um, shootings, senseless killings. Uh, a lot of people are, are, are you know, kids are going to have nightmares. I mean, you know, like you're supposed to feel safe in this country. Uh, uh, you know, you're not supposed to feel threatened or, you know, or afraid. And uh, I mean, this is something that, you know, 50 some years ago, you know, we were, we were going through the same thing. You know, and here it is now. It could be even worse than then. You know what I mean? So, you know, then there were bombings. And when I was 17, 18, there were uh, the bombing of churches, uh, you know, benches, hangings, uh, uh, you know, dogs being called out, um, you know, all kind of things. And uh, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's getting worse. I mean, I don't, I don't, um, you know, really condone, you know, the violence, but after a while, people are tired of, 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 of being peaceful because there's nothing being done, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I've been saying for years that we're on a, you know, racial time bomb in this country and, and uh, it just, 
appears that a lot of innocent people could get hurt, and I'm and I'm and I'm hoping that that the leaders, uh, you know, do something to, to you know to change this. Dusty, um, some of the players in other sports, like uh, in, in the basketball and football, have said that at the end of the day, when they leave the court or when they leave the field, they have to you know adjust to being a black man, not right. just being famous black man, but just being a right. black man. Things right. that happen to Jacob Blake could happen to them. Do you feel that same way too, especially growing up in the times that you did yeah. and going, you know, everything that you've seen up to this point, do you feel that same way too sometimes when you are in your car or when you're out in society? Well, I've been feeling that way for a long time, you know? I mean, this is nothing new for me to feel like that. You know, it's like, uh, um, like Stevie Wonder used to say, you know, you can't cash in your face. You know, when people find out who you are, then they start treating you different. But I don't respect that either. You know what I mean? And so uh, uh, it's a, you know, a situation where I've been stopped many times. You know, uh, that, I mean, that could have happened to me many, many, many times, especially when I was younger and I had nice cars. They stopped me every week and asked me, to, you know, was this car stolen or make you get out or you know, it's just, uh, uh, but I mean, like I said, this is nothing new for, for me, especially a, a, a child of the, of the sixties. You know, I'm more afraid of, of, you know, for my children and my grandchildren than I am, you know, for me right now, you know, cause they, I mean, they see you as some old man that's harmless, uh, versus, versus a young man that's, that's dangerous. And, and seeing that's not the situation of, of, of how people, you know, should feel, um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I've been called in by the FBI like three different times. I've been, I've been called in by the commissioner's office a couple of times, you know what I mean? So I'm sure that I got a, you know, like I was curious one time to even try to pull what my, what my, uh, record says, you know, cause I'm sure they got a file on me. And so, uh, you know, anybody uh, that's that's a relative power, that I, you know. Um, I mean, I had trouble with the IRS for 15 years. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, this is something that I has have, have, have tried to squash because I didn't want to, you know, uh, walk around mad all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, and let somebody take my joy of my life away. And so, you know, I mean, it's. You know, it's not easy being a, you know, black man, especially a successful black man at the same time. For people who may not understand what it may feel like to be a person of color in America and have that fear for their sons, can, mm -hmm. can you explain it a little bit? Like you, you said, not really. you're not, I mean, I can explain it, but I've explained myself for the last 50 years and then nobody understood what I explained for the last 50 years. So why they want to stand it now? You know what I mean? And, you know, I hate to repeat myself over and over and over, but this is what, this has been the story of my life. You know what I mean? And, and then, and then, and then when you speak up for as long as I've spoken up, then it's like, okay, man, you're, you're crying spilt milk or you're, or you got a chip on your shoulder or you're a racist or you're, uh, you know, some, some negative adjective that they're going to, you know, say about you. So it's like, Hey man, uh, after a while, 
it's not even hardly worth talking about. You know, I mean, if people will listen and listen intently, then I'm willing to talk. But, 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 you know, I mean, for years we've been having Jackie Robinson Day, and then it's kind of squashed under the rug, and then we don't talk about it till next year, or like uh, African American History Month. I mean, we we make big deal out of it, and then you squash it on, you sweep it under the rug, and you talk about it next year. So it's kind of, uh, you know, until until people put the actions, uh, uh, you know, put the money where their mouth is, you know, you're really uh, wasting my time. And but I love what the basketball players are doing, the hockey players, the, the WNBA. You know, they're putting they're putting with their you know, putting their money where their mouth is, and. Uh, you know, I'm proud of these young, you know, young people, you know, in America because they're they're doing something about it. Does this underline the importance of Jackie Robinson Day, though, Dusty? No, nothing underlines that importance because this, this Jackie Robinson Day will always be Jackie Robinson Day, no matter what day or, or, or the week or month or year it is. So, I mean, you know, I got my Jackie Robinson this band's on. I mean, I got Jackie Robson wall at my house. That keeps me motivated and keeps me grounded and keeps me, uh, 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 you know, pushing forward, you know, because my dad used to, uh, everything, every time I'd get out of line or I'd get mad or I'd get in a fight or something, because I was the only black dude in, in, in my school, me and my brother. And so, and the other schools that we played were mostly white schools and so I was called a bunch of names or had to fight all the time. And so my dad would always remind me what would Jackie do? And, and quite frankly, I used to get tired of hearing that because like, you know, I wouldn't have really a turn the other cheek type person anyway. But then I once once I got to know Jim Gilliam and and um uh Joe Black and uh Roy Campanella and you know all, all, all the uh, Don Newcomb that played with, with Jackie, he wasn't a turn the other cheek type dude either. You know what I mean? So, you know, it made me feel a lot better. It made me keep keep striving uh, forward because it hadn't been it hadn't been easy on my side over here either. But you know, Jackie Robinson and 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 the quest for excellence and the quest to help other people has kept me motivated. You know, through all these years. Thank you. D yep. Dusty, Dusty as, as powerful as what these athletes have done in the NBA and across sports, as powerful as it is, I mean, could you speak to the limitations of the athlete as far as what they can actually do in making these things happen that everybody's talking about? And, and what do you think the folks in power and the folks that, that sign the checks need to be doing right now when they observe how all of this is affecting the people in their sports? Well, I think they have to, you know, put aside, you know, the economic impact that, 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 uh, uh, that everybody talks about. You know, we have to talk about the, uh, you know, sociological impact that they're having. Because see, I mean, let's face it, especially young people, you know, the young people are really, really affected by what athletes do and say. You know, I mean, when I was young, you know, I tried to be like Jim Brown, Elger Baylor, you know, Tommy Davis, I mean, you know, they, they affected me, um, uh, you know, so positively that they kept me motivated and kept me going. And so, so we're, I mean, there's still a lot of people out there that don't, that don't like kind of 
you know, you know, LeBron and, and, and what a lot of the people are talking, but see those guys, I mean, they're so, so powerful and so, uh, 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 you know, secure in themselves, not only economically, but them as a person that they really don't care what people are saying that, you know, I mean, you know, people are tired of what's going on. And what I like to see is that they're, they're, they're as many, uh, 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 young white kids, Asian kids, Hispanic kids, Indian kids. There's many kids out there, which gives me hope. Everybody talks about the future and how how how, how the young people are aren't this and aren't that. Well, I got a young man at 21 years old, and, and see, he's one of them. Uh, uh, you know, just like the kids that are out there, and these kids, these kids are really pretty pretty hip and are naive, you know, like we were as a kid coming up. And so, like, I I really uh, you know, we need to listen to these, you know, young people some more because they, you know, you know, it, it's going to be their world and it is their world, but it's up to us to kind of direct them so that the world is better for them than it was for me, which wasn't bad and which was, uh, my world was better than my dad's and my dad was better than his, his dad. Dusty, do you think that this is an opportunity for Major League Baseball to maybe interject themselves in and become more, uh, put together more programs that can be diverse. There's a lot of African-Americans, you know, that are missing the game of baseball, and there's not a big push for African-Americans to be put in baseball. Do you think that this is their opportunity now to be able to do that? Well, we'll see. I mean, they've had opportunities in, 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 before this. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we'll see. And like I said, put your money where your mouth is. You know what I mean? I mean – a lot of people talk talk a good game, you know, and, and like my dad used to say, talk is cheap. You know, he don't hear no talk. He wants to see some action. And so so we'll see. I, I know Major League Baseball is doing some things, but, but evidently we're not doing uh, enough things. And, uh, and evidently we're not doing some, some of the right enough things. So like I said, I just hope that in my lifetime, whatever is left here, that we see definite – definite improvement. You know, that's what we got to see. And, you know, we got to see jobs, not only on the baseball field, you got to see jobs. That's what it's all about. Jobs in the office, jobs uh, in, in, in different areas of, of the game, scouting, PR department, uh, accounting, uh, HR. I mean, we, we got to see jobs. And then, and then people will, will, will be a bit more satisfied and, and, and a whole lot more motivated. Dusty, just real quick, do you have any updates on your uh, Corpus Christi guys? When you uh, yeah, uh, Bregman's doing fine. Uh, I got a, I got a uh, video of him today. You know, he's, he's, he's looking pretty good. Uh, Diaz might be here tomorrow. Uh, Peacock and uh, and Devo are throwing uh, or Kitty threw I think 50 pitches yesterday or today. I just got through all, uh, on the phone with him. Um, let me see who else am I forgetting? Somebody? There's so many of them. Um, let me see who else. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, in Corpus. Yeah, yeah. I, I talked to. Uh, uh, Asuna yesterday, he's 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 progressing well. I haven't talked to JV in about uh, ten days, but he was progressing well. So, uh, 
slowly but surely, you know, you know, hopefully get them back before it's too late and we can make this move, you know, with our total team that we count on from the time the season started. Dusty, is, is Alex in Corpus or is he working someplace else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, he went to Corpus yesterday. All right, guys, I got to go. I got to go to work. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!